The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Ton of news today. Ton of news. Welcome aboard Big Sales. National Football Show. And wow. Just when you thought the news couldn't get any bigger out of Philly, bombshells hit today. Eagles lose both coordinators. And now, what direction does that team take? Interesting, too, how young these coaches are today. In the NFL, remember what I told you a couple days ago. One of the most important things that you're seeing with a lot of teams now, they're going with the analytic guys. They're going with people that work with the front office now. They're not going with the old school offensive coordinator that's got a system. And they want every player to conform to that system. They want coaches nowadays that are going to be able to put systems around the talent that they have in the building, which means they want guys who are going to be able to work with personnel departments. Hey, look, and, and look, the whole thing with Gannon and Steichen, they didn't have a very good Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan didn't either. And he ended up getting the San Francisco 49er gig. Just remember that, okay? By the way, Gary Cobb at 4.30 Eastern, Fox 29 Philadelphia will be with us. We'll get his take on all of this as well. I'm gonna, I'm going to get to all your takes today here, but I want to throw this at you. We'll talk about the impact of Steichen leaving and also Gannon leaving. But I want to throw this at you. You know, Shane Steichen was 24 and 6 as the play caller in Philadelphia. He was 24 and 6. Whatever you think about his knowledge of the game. And whatever you think his situational play calling was, he did win 24 or 30 games when he had the main headsets as offensive coordinator on. Okay? That's an impressive record. From the 2-5 and five start, from two years ago, Shane Steichen as the OC was 24-6. and six. Okay? 24-6. and six. The most probable situation will be Brian Johnson, the quarterback coach. Remember something here, guys. Howie Roseman hired all of these coaches, along with Nick Sirianni for a reason. The Eagles like to elevate from within. And they really don't like to go out of house to bring a new guy in. And I'm for that. I am. It, 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 it's player comfortable. It's a player being comfortable. You want to keep Jalen as comfortable as possible. Okay? Shane Steichen, again, 26 and four. Hey, we could talk about the Super Bowl and how bad it was in the second half. Still, he was pretty awesome. And Jalen got better. You know, I threw this out at the sports take, guys, and I'm going to throw this at you here. 
How about Eric Bieniemy being the new offensive coordinator slash head football coach in Philadelphia? Let's take a look at the history here. Do the Eagles like Andy Reid, guys? They hired Doug Peterson. Do they like those kind of guys? Yeah. What's the one area that you still want to see Jalen Hurts getting better at? It's throwing the ball. Not saying he's not improving. It's not a rip. It's about elevating. Remember, Jalen went in the offseason to see Tom House. Why not bring a guy like Eric Bieniemy into the fold here? Look, like I said, I think the no-brainer is Brian Johnson, but I could see Gannon, who was just named the head coach of the Cardinals, like in the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I could see Gannon taking Brian Johnson with him to Arizona so that he could turn Kyler Murray around. Bidwells are going to have to outbid and they're going to have to put an assistant head coaching tag on that because you can't have a lateral move higher. You've got to add something to the job uh, distinction, and that would be assistant head coach. What is the fastest way for Brian Johnson to be a head football coach in the NFL? Stay in Philly or go with Jonathan Gannon? His agent is going to have to figure that out. And the money's going to play a factor here. I think the Bidwills are going to have to outbid Jeffrey Lurie if they're going to keep him in Philadelphia. Um, and, 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 and I do believe that he stays. But I would entertain Eric Bieniemy. I would. I wouldn't change a damn thing on Jalen Hurts. But for me, I think they want to elevate from within personally I think they're going to elevate the linebacker coach as the defensive coordinator these are all Howie's guys every single one of those assistant coaches are all Howie's guys don't be shocked if the linebacker coach is elevated as the DC what you don't want to have is a whole different change in philosophy okay you don't Jalen's comfortable with Brian Johnson. Okay, he's he's comfortable with him. And I could see that playing itself out. Okay? I thought it was kind of an interesting conversation, though, being enemy to Philly. He's got to get out of Kansas City. He will never be a head football coach as an offensive coordinator with Patrick Mahomes. He'll never get a job. He will never get a job. Under the shadow of Andy Reid. He will never get a job. If he wants to be a head coach, he's got to leave that situation. Okay? He's got to. I mean, he's banging his head against the wall in Kansas City. He is. He's he's not going anywhere. Jonathan Gannon leaving. Jonathan Gannon leaves at the right time because next year you're playing some pretty dynamic quarterbacks. I think Jonathan Gannon was an absolute fraud in Philadelphia, and I think that's the worst hire on the planet. Good luck to you out in Arizona. I think he's, unless he puts great assistant coaches around him, how could he too? Who would he possibly know? 
Who would he possibly know as such a young guy to bring in to Arizona? I, I just I just don't see it. I really don't. I don't see it. And he'll be exposed out there. He's the next Nathaniel Hackett, in my opinion. I've never been impressed with him. Because you know why? I'll tell you why my criticism of Jonathan Gannon. He never fixed problems in Philadelphia with scheme and with construction of a defense. He changed it with personnel. Okay? He changed it with personnel. He never schematically changed his ways. It was the players that Howie brought in. It was the players that Howie brought in. Okay? It was never something schematically. Like, they never fixed the defensive run game. That's on him. It was never fixed. It was the shitty teams that I said all year the Eagles played. And by the way, they took care of business. But at the end of the day, my friends, he never fixed anything. And when he had to play against an elite quarterback, he was destroyed every single time. I don't, to me, this is a media hire. I don't get it. You hire a defensive coach for Kyler Murray. Man, you better have some really great ideas on who Kyler Murray wants to be the offensive coordinator on that new coaching staff in Arizona. You got a lot of work to do with him. That $46.1 million deal that you got on the table right now for him, and you're not going to see him until next October, man, that first year for Gannon is going to be a rough one. Good riddance. Good riddance. I believe that they're going to, the Eagles are going to elevate from within. I think they'll look at a couple guys. They'll look at a couple guys. Jared Mayo, maybe from the Patriots, who works on that coaching staff up in New England. New England's defense was pretty good. There's a guy that's out in Seattle that works with Pete Carroll that was a Miami Hurricane who's done a really great job with Pete and is a hot name for a potential defensive coordinator. I could see somebody like that, maybe even Mike Zimmer. Would you would, would you think of hiring Mike Zimmer? Mike Zimmer's a hell of a defensive coordinator. He's a hell of a coordinator. So the Eagles are going to take their time, not in any rush. They want to make sure, and first and foremost, who you're bringing back. By the way, know this, guys. Know this. You can't. How are you going to hire a coordinator when you don't know what people are coming back? How are you going to know? How do you know what you're... You, you have no idea. You have four guys under contract on the defensive side of the football. How do you know what you're going to look like? Right? Here's another one for you. You know, I was listening to the sports take guys talking about Bradbury and Slay. Man, oh man, oh man. Are you really going to pay $30 million for zone corners? Okay, Eagles, Sills, would you go after Eric Bieniemy as OC? Eagles, I kind of opened the show with that. I, I don't know his fundamentals on the RPO. You really don't have to really coach the RPO, do you? 
That's really a decision by Jalen. The RPO is in the quarterback's hands. The passing game, on the other hand, is in the offensive coordinator's hands. So to me, it's if those guys can work together. Look, the Eagles love Andy Reid guys. They hired Doug Peterson, as I said. Okay? Would Eric, and Eric would be on an island. He it, Finally, he'd be his game and his show. But that means the Eagles have to go out and they would have to go out of the building and out of the Novacare Center. I think their number one priority is trying to keep Brian Johnson because I think that's who Jalen wants. And this is really about what Jalen wants here. The defensive coordinator, I think you've got to wait and see who comes back first. You, you don't even know what your secondary looks like. You have no idea what your linebacking core is going to look like. How could you hire a defensive coordinator? Now, maybe that defensive coordinator would be in a better position when we're talking about who to keep, not to keep, right? Maybe you, maybe you hire him first. There's all, I'll tell you what, there is so much work to do for the Eagles in the offseason. There's a ton of work, free agency, drafting, coordinators now. Boy, I'll tell you what, for a team that won the NFC, there are a ton of question marks going into the mini camps and into the draft. DC says, I'm so glad Gannon is gone. I don't know if it was the corners or Gannon's philosophy. I think Slay has man coverage ability. It was Gannon's philosophy that neutered them. Your takes have been great recently. DC, thank you. Yeah, don't ever tell me the Eagles had the best corners in the NFL when you're playing zone. DC, how do you know that? A ton of work for them and a boatload of content for us. Absolutely. Dude, this will never be boring all the way through, in my opinion, until the fall camp. There is a ton of stuff to hit on here. By the way, I got into a back and forth with Seth Joyner on Twitter, and I love Seth. He and I are great friends, and I'm so happy that we can go back and forth like this, and we're going to get him on later in the week here. Can we steal Steve Spagnola? He's not leaving Andy Reid. He's not leaving Andy Reid. Michael says Jalen Hurts and Brian Dawkins are the only true MF and leaders I've seen for this team in 25 years. Jalen's a leader. This is for you, Big Sills. Al Golden from Notre Dame. Bob! Boom! <laughs> Bob! Bob! I'll tell you what. Oh, my God. Bob, you just got my... You just got my blood boiling, and you know that. I hate that guy. Sills, what position should we draft? I actually have that. Fair enough. I guess we'll find out about Slay. I, I, I just... DC, you can't tell me that you have the best cover corners when you can't stop elite quarterbacks and you play zone coverage. And I'm not paying $15 million for a zone corner. All those guys had to do all year is play center field. Eagle fan. Yeah, it's Brian Johnson. I would love for him to learn more under Eric. And then Eric will be a head coach and Brian can learn more stuff with the RPO. Eric Bianmi's got to get out of Kansas City. It's killing his career. 
Look, he's got enough with the shaded pass that he has. And he's done a great job at deflecting all that stuff. And Andy has put his name on the line for him. So I'm good with that. We all do stupid shit when we're young. You know, he, he was a very aggressive guy when he was a young player. Okay, I get all that. And he's been a model citizen since. I think he deserves an opportunity, but he's not going to get one as the offensive coordinator with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, two Hall of Fame guys. It's not going to get you a head coaching job. Nobody takes you. You want to know the truth about Eric Bieniemy? Nobody takes him serious. Nobody takes him serious. How does a guy like Shane Steichen get a job and Eric Bieniemy, who now has two Super Bowl rings as the offensive coordinator in Kansas City, can't get a sniff? Come on, man. This is not Big Sills' opinion. This is a fact. Nobody takes him serious. Nobody takes him serious. Lovey Smith, as the defensive coordinator in Philly, let me tell you something. If you ever got Lovey Smith as your defensive coordinator, that would be a coup. He's better than Vic Fangio. Lovey's a better coordinator. And don't let that personality fool you. This guy was on the same Tony Dungy coaching staff with Mike Tomlin, Herm Edwards, um, Monty Kiffin. There were so many great coaches on that staff that Tony put together in Tampa. And he was on that coaching staff. Dude, Raheem Morris was on that staff. He's, he's better than Vic Fangio. I, I love Lovey Smith. And I think Lovey would take the job. But I think the coaching staff that the Eagles are looking at now, they want young analytical guys. I don't think they want the old dudes in the building any longer. Plus, you know what it does? It also gives Howie more autonomy. Lovey Smith's gonna, not going to listen to what Howie Roseman says about defensive coverages. A young analytical guy who knows the room is going to. Thank you, Eagle One. I appreciate that. Okay? Sills, any thoughts on Jim Knowles as NFL DC? Not bad. Got a good philosophy. Not quite Jim Johnson. Aggressive at times. He he runs his defense from the linebacking core. Eagles are going to need some work at the linebackers in the offseason on what they're going to do. Okay, Lovey would be awesome. And hey, remember something. Don't always go for the big name. A lot of coaches nowadays like to go for the young analytical guys. Okay? Rex Ryan is a no-go. That will never happen. Absolutely never happen in Philly. That is the antithesis of what they don't want anymore in Philadelphia is Rex Ryan. It's not that he's too old. They don't want that mentality. They want people they can work with. They want departments working with each other. When you have old school guys, they don't like working with the depart- with the uh, personnel department. They think the personnel department should be seen and not heard during the season. That's not how that works in Philly. Okay? See, how he likes to dip his beak in every room in the building. That's how he keeps control of everything. And some coaches don't like that. Okay? And when a coach starts putting their beak in Howie's room, 
You become Doug Peterson and fired. Okay? You become that and fired. Seals, your thoughts on Leftwich? Boy, I love Byron Byron Leftwich. Think he was a scapegoat in Tampa. Byron Leftwich would be a great sign. I I think he, but again, he's worked solely with dropback guys. That's only my hang up. I'll tell you this. Like I said, if you're going to hire a guy like Byron Leftwich, you might as well just give the play calling back to Sirianni. Hey, and don't be shocked if that ends up going back to that. If Brian Johnson leaves, don't be shocked if Sirianni doesn't take over the play calling again. And they hire an ex- That would lead to a guy like Lovey Smith being hired as DC were. Nick wouldn't have to be looking at both sides of the ball. You hire a... If you want Nick, if Brian Johnson leaves, I would maybe think that that could be the second option is Nick. Remember, he was hired for that. Think the Colts are going to draft an RPO quarterback in the draft? I actually have that. We're going to get to all of this. Say you can't franchise tag a guy with one year on his rookie year left. So the franchise tag is not going to work there. Greg Roman is interviewing. I forget with which team as the offensive coordinator. See, Leftwich has worked with just dropback guys. Brady, Jameis Winston, you know, dudes like that. I mean, does he have any RPO experience? You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't know. And that doesn't mean anything, 215, that Leftwich had a slow release. That doesn't, I mean, guy won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. I mean, he, I don't know. I just, I don't, what's his history at RPOs? Will you do a mock draft? DC, I actually got my first one here today. Dude, stop with the Seth Joyner conversation. The Novacare Center wants nothing to do with Seth Joyner as defensive coordinator. You know, they may interview him just for respect. But but Seth is opinionated, okay? And he would coach you hard. He would coach you hard. Do they want that kind of attitude in the building? I don't know. Okay? Matt Patricia, no way, no thank you. I have no interest in that. Everyone wants Seth? Yeah, because it's a nice name and Seth knows the system. He loves the organization. He loves you. He wants great defense. Okay, I just don't see it. I mean, I just don't see it. I I don't see the Novacare Center doing something like that because Howie doesn't want to get into a conversation with Seth Joyner on what coverages to play for a respected team. He doesn't want that. He wants a collaborated. Did you not hear? He hired Vic. How do you? Okay, let me let me throw this at you. How do you think Seth Joyner? Having a 14-win team would feel about Howie Roseman hiring Vic Fangio as a consultant for the Super Bowl. How do you think he would respond? How do you guys think he'd respond to that? This will answer your question right now about Seth Joyner, D.C. How do you think Seth would have handled that? If all of a sudden Howie walks in and goes, hey, I hired Vic Fangio, gave him two hundred grand to be a consultant for the Super Bowl. How do you... Would you think Seth would quit? Seth Joyner would quit. Steichen will draft Richardson 
He's talking to kid from Florida for the RPO like Hertz. Maybe. That's a little high, though, on that pick, in my opinion. Okay? That's a little high. Yeah, Seth Joyner and the general manager might go into a fist fight. That's not something Howie wants. That answers your question. Howie Roseman brought Vic Fangio in, not Nick Sirianni. And so, remember, the general manager is going to dip his beak in the coaching staff. That's why Seth can never be the defensive coordinator. Because he wouldn't tolerate that. Do you think? How about this? Let me put it here this way to you. Do you think Buddy Ryan would accept the owner of the team and the general manager of the team bringing in a consultant for the Super Bowl? Do you think Buddy Ryan would welcome that or not? Do you think? And by the way, Gannon had the numbers to go, I have the number one defense in the NFC, and you're bringing a consultant in? Yeah, we just want extra voices, and we want to get an extra opinion. Okay? It's not happening. Would you think they would trade for a star cornerback? I've got that also. We got top free agents to look at today. We got a ton of stuff today. Promise you, we're going to get to it all. I got top free agents. I got a mock draft, 1.0, our first one of the year. We also have our top 10 quarterbacks post-Super Bowl. We're going to do all of this. Promise you guys. Promise you guys. All right. Let's get to the topics here. I had a back and forth with Seth Joyner on Jalen Hurts. And I want to read you something here. Guys, I'm not paying Jalen Hurts $50 million. I am not. I said this. Hey, hey, Tone, can you do me a favor? Can you tell me what the guaranteed money that Kyler Murray got from that $46.1 million deal? Everyone keeps looking at the annual deal. Look at... The guaranteed money. Because again, folks, the greatest, the greatest contract in the NFL is not Patrick Mahomes' deal. The greatest contract in the NFL is the guy in Cleveland's deal. Okay? Because it's fully guaranteed. No strings attached. No bullshit. And you can do so many more things with it. The Watson deal is the deal. So look at this. Tone just said this. He goes like this. $103 million of that contract that Kyler Murray signed is guaranteed. Do you know what I want to give Jalen? I want to give him three years at $45 million fully guaranteed. And do you know what that comes to? Watch this. That's $135 million guaranteed. It's 35 more million dollars than Kyler Murray is going to bring home. And on top of that, Kyler Murray may not ever see the end of that contract. Total guarantees 189.5. The signing bonus for Jalen 
and he'll only be 27 when his contract is up. He'll make $60 million if he puts the same type of year in. Let me show you something here. Okay? By the way, I don't want to shortchange the kid. But I want to protect myself from injuries. And I want to protect my roster. I have to have a roster. Watch this. You tell me if any of these contracts, and I posted this on my Twitter page. Guys, I don't want to shortchange Jalen. I'm not trying to cheese, be cheesy with him. But he's not Joe Burrow. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Here's the contracts. I want to show you guys something. Top quarterback cap hits on your roster every year. Ryan Tannehill, 38.6. How'd that deal work out for Tennessee? F. Patrick Mahomes, 35.8, A+. Kirk Cousins, 31.4. How's that worked? Put a lot of stats up in numbers. No significant wins. D. Jared Goff on his second team, 31.5. D. Aaron Rodgers, 28.5 on your cap hit. They had their first losing season in quite some time. Why? Couldn't keep Devontae Adams. Carson Wentz, 28.3 on Washington's cap. F. Lamar Jackson, 23.0. D. You know why? Can't finish the year. Dak Prescott, 20.7 on your cap hit. D. Has never won a significant game. Sam Darnold, 19.9. F. Derek Carr, 20.4 on your cap hit. F. They're cutting him today. Matt Ryan, 19.7 on the Colts cap hit. F. Russell Wilson, 18.6 on your cap hit. D. Why in the world would you want to go down this road again and have a lesser roster? The 49ers got to an NFC championship game with Brock freaking Purdy. The point is, I don't want to cheese ball Jalen. I do not. But I'm not going nuts on a contract extension that's going to be five, six years like Seth wants. Absolutely not. You can't build a roster. The Cowboys are going to be lesser of a team even more so next year. You can't. And the cap only went up $16 million, which means the cap will probably go up $18 million next year. We're not talking about significant enough hits to where the cap's going to go up where you're going to be able to keep everyone. 
What happens when Devontae Smith's contract's up? You're not keeping Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown at $25 million? If Devontae continues the progression he's on, he's going to command 20 There's not a team in the league with two $20 million wideouts and a $50 million quarterback. Not one. Shit, there's barely any teams with a $45 million quarterback and a $20 million wideout. Cooper Cup took less money. No, no, Joseph. You see, Joseph goes, so you let Jalen walk? Absolutely not. But the shorter the term, the deal, and guaranteeing it. Jalen's 24 right now. You give him a three-year fully guaranteed contract where he gets $135 million guaranteed. He's 27. Wouldn't you rather restructure your contract and redo your contract every three years? You're going to make more money. The Patrick Mahomes deal, dude, he's set. It's like a mortgage on a house. His interest rate is set for the next 10 years. If Jalen can give the team a hometown discount on the years, folks, not the money. I'm not trying to cheeseball him on the money. But on the years, that's the discount. Or let him play his rookie year out. To me, that's an insult. That's an insult. If you let Hurts and you say to Jalen, we're going to play this out. Boy, I'll tell you what, man. That conversation next year in 24, before March 12th, it won't be a little bit hot. And then we're talking about that kind of conversation where you have to overpay a guy. Everything you do in the offseason has to start with Hertz first. This has to start with Hertz. Free agency, your draft, everything. Your assistant coaches all has to start with Hertz. I know you think Howie Rose was some sort of like magician. But he's got free agency, Hertz, draft, assistant coaches, his own staff being purged potentially. You got two assistant coaches, two assistant coaches that have been elevated to head coaches. Half that roster of coaches in Philadelphia will be wiped out. What are you going to do? There, I'll tell you this. Of all the teams in the NFL that had a successful season, the Philadelphia Eagles will have more question marks going into the offseason than any team in the league. And that includes the shitty teams. Because one false mistake could put this franchise back. You draft the wrong guy. Jordan Davis sucks. Kobe Dean never gets on the field. You overpay Jalen. You lose and start losing players, significant ones. You don't re-sign the right ones. 
You go after poor free agents. Everything fell in line last year for Philly. Who's under the assumption that, remember something, three years ago you were a four-win team. You don't think you can revert back to that team in 18 months? You did off the 17 team. Lots of work to do. Boy, goes, Jalen made leaps. Imagine how much better he'll, dude, imagine how much better he'll be. Are you sure about that? The quarterback coach and the coordinator may be gone. Really? So you think he continues to elevate? I think that's wishful thinking. What happened to Carson Wentz when you lost your coordinator? Can you guys tell me? What happened to Wentz after that MVP season? And you extended him. And Frank got the Indianapolis job. How'd that work out? You're not cooked. STN, you're not cooked. You're not cooked. You're not cooked. You have to be strategically smart here. Okay? Chris goes, he got injured. No, he was extended. Wentz was extended. That's what he was. They gave Carson Wentz the extension, which turned out to be a disaster. That's the first before the injury. He was extended. No, Ty, he was extended. They prematurely extended him. Jalen is different. You have no context for that. You have no context where anybody in the NFL, you have zero context for dual threat with that. He does not have a high ceiling. I have all the context I need. It's safe for both. I'm giving Jalen Hurts. I'm not doing this. Here's 45 per 90 guaranteed. I'm giving you the full contract guaranteed at $135 million. With the ability to extend it. What do the Eagles need to do to get back to? I'm going to get to all of this. Here's, I'll tell you what I would do too. I'll tell you exactly what I would do. If Jalen Hurts continues his progress, I sign him to a three-year fully guaranteed deal, and I keep adding years on. Here's another 50. Here's 50. Here's 52. Here's 53. Jalen Hurts could be making guaranteed money for the next five years. Bruce has no idea what we're talking about. It's above you, Bruce. Just sit back and listen, son. I'll help you out. Okay? Sit back and listen, son. I'll help you. Seals, you doubt it hurts. I, no, 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 no. 2020, like everyone else did, I still doubt his health. He's been hurt two years in a row. That's not going to change. And he's going to continue to get hurt. He's been hurt two years. He's missed games two years in a row, yes? That's a fact. 
I don't care what the hell you say. He's not going to give you 17 games every year. He's just not. No player wants to be. I didn't say year to year. I said a three-year guaranteed contract off the extension of one year remaining on his rookie deal. You keep adding. You can add extension years on a contract. He'll be ahead of the game. If Jalen Hurts goes into this season and you sign him this offseason with a three-year contract extension, he plays 2023 at an MVP level at another year. You can do this, according to the new CBA. I don't want to – hey, Chris, can't – or Shane, can't tag him once he's over 45. The tag's 33. You can't tag him with a year remaining on his rookie contract. Mr. Rudy Poe's not my get this. See, this guy right here wants to pay Jalen Hurts 50 million over five years. And I got to the NFC championship game with Brock Purdy. I got to the playoffs with Geno Smith. Great. Now you give Jalen lesser talent around him because you're paying him more. You're never gonna be the same. You know, this may be the best Jalen's ever had it. This may be the best that he'll ever see. Because you know why? Follow me here. Trigger said, Hertz wins nine games by himself. Pay the man. Absolutely not. Follow me here. Does Patrick Mahomes have a lesser team now than he did when he first went to the Super Bowl? Yes. He's not Patrick Mahomes, though. Jalen Hurts is not getting to a Super Bowl with a tight end and a bunch of dudes and a fair offensive line. He's not. He played on a loaded team this year. That's going to be maybe the best it's ever been. When you pay these guys, this is what happened to Russell Wilson. Why do you think Russell Wilson never went back to a Super Bowl after the beginning? Because he was on a, a third-round contract. Once they started paying him, Ripped the defense apart, ripped the offensive line apart, never went back. Facts. Okay. Sills wants every quarterback to get paid except Hurts. Dude. Okay. David. When Joe Burrow takes $51 million in Cincinnati, you could say goodbye to that entire offense. Because when Jamar Chase's contract is up, he's going to command $25 million. He ain't going to be in Cincinnati. They're going to choose between Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, and they're going to stick with Joe Burrow. And they're going to stick with the lesser of the two wide receivers, T. Higgins, because he's not a $25 million guy. So they're going to stick with Higgins, Mixon probably will be on the team, maybe. But if I'm Cincinnati, I got to retool that offensive line still because they got to keep a – what's the sense of having a $51 million quarterback when you have a $2 old line? Hey, you got fancy wide receivers and I got a $2 old line. It's not going to work. Cincinnati's in the same shit that Philly's in. It's not that. They're in the same position. By the way, another prediction. Stefan Diggs will not be a Buffalo Bill this year. 
Because that $45 million contract with Josh Allen kicks in, $25 million you're paying Diggs, see him. He'll be gone. This is the way the league works. You've got 17 free agents. And you want to pay the quarterback $50 million, you can't have it both ways. The league doesn't allow that. How he will work his magic? No, he won't. How he worked his magic this year? Because the quarterback made $1.3 million. It's not magic. It's called adding. Howie Roseman didn't work any magic this year. He, he knows how to add. The magic was the players all panning out and having all career years. Brock Purdy, have you ever seen an NFC title game where a quarterback makes $937,000 and the other guy makes one3 And both rosters are the best rosters in the league. You think there's a coincidence to that? No, probably not. How dumb can you be? Some of you. Howie did awesome? Yeah, great draft guy. Jordan Davis better pick his fat ass up. Okay? He was smart adding and building a a solid roster. For the year... There's, what's this? Yale, there's no foundation. What foundation is it? The quarterback? Okay. The O-line? By the way, so here, you basically, in theory, have three guys making $20 million on your football team right now. Your two offensive tackles, one makes 18, the other makes 16, and your wide receiver makes 25. And you want to pay your quarterback 50. Okay? That's $120 million in three players of a $224 million cap. You're not adding. You're dreaming. Three players. Three players. Or 60 million. Three. Put your quarterback with 50. 110 of your 224. Well, you got 50 other guys you got to pay. Look at that. Hassan gets 15. Tight end gets 12. Brad, Bear, oh no, Slay gets 18. You don't have the money. Or you do when you cut people or trade people. What are you doing? This is my point about Hertz. You've got to be smart here to keep this roster intact. The 49ers are in better shape than you. You know why? As bad as that situation, watch this. You know why the 49ers are in better shape than you? As bad as that situation looks at quarterback, they're not paying anybody. Jimmy G is gone. You got Trey Lance on a rookie contract. You got Purdy on a rookie contract. They'll probably draft another rookie, and they can extend Nick Boza. 
They can keep Debo. They can keep Christian McCaffrey. They can keep Fred Warner. They can keep Hafanga. They can keep all those guys. Trent Williams. They got to the NFC title game with a guy making less money than Zach Pascal. Okay? Seven years, that quarterback position has hampered that franchise. You're preaching right now, not going to lie, okay? Telling the truth, that's why. Just saying, listen, I'm not trying to shortchange Jalen Hurts. I'm trying to work with, why won't you work with him? Some of you people want him to take less money. I don't. I'm trying to get the kid paid and keep him in Philly with the best roster he can have around him, and you don't want to. Why? You want to be Dak in the Cowboys? Or do you want to be a contender every year? You're not going to be a contender if you all of a sudden dump all your money into the quarterback. I proved it to you. It doesn't work. Oh, yeah. If you have Mahomes and Andy Reid. And the Eagles don't. See, right here, 486 goes, Jalen will evolve into a pocket passer. That is such ass-backwards thinking. You want to pay a guy $51 million and still evolving. When you pay a guy that money, he's already had to have evolved. I didn't say less money. I am not going to hamper the roster with an RPO quarterback who's going to continue to get hurt. Facts. But I'm not going to insult him by not paying him market value. What is wrong with me sitting here wanting me to have a working relationship with a business partner? Jalen, we want to pay you the money. You're our guy but we want you to have the best roster you can possibly have. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you three years on a guaranteed $47 million contract. We're going to pay you $140 million of it right up front. Give it all to you. Give every cent of it to you. And by the way, so you know, the owner here, if you want to put it in writing, if you hit particular numbers, We'll add additional years every year. Let me tell you, let me ask you guys something here. I talked to Lee Steinberg about the Patrick Mahomes deal. Let me ask you something here. You know, a couple of years back, Warren Moon had a deal. He was never the highest paid. He was, get this, he was never the highest paid player in the history of the league. But you know what he had built into his contract? He was never going to be paid lower than the third player in the league at quarterback. Do you know Warren Moon had his contract renewed every year and redone every year? When Elway got a new contract, Moon got a new contract. 
when uh, Joe Montana got a new deal, Warren Moon got a new deal. When Elway got a new deal, Warren Moon got a new deal. Who made more money? I didn't say take less. I want a team around me, though. What's the sense of having $50 million when you have a lesser team and you're not going to go anywhere? What's the sense? What's the sense? Again, I'm, I'm not talking paying them less. I'm talking you guys want a hometown discount. Some of you keep, and we said it all year, a lot of you guys brought this in. Sales, you think he'll take less money to play in Philly? How about less years? But give him market value money. Seth goes, why would he take less years than Burrow? Because Jalen wants to win. Brady took less. But I'm not talking about less base. Jalen needs a team. He's on a stacked team. If you pay him what some of you want, he'll never have a team around him like he had this year in his career again, ever. Russell Wilson never did. Aaron Rodgers doesn't now. Shit. Go down the list of these guys. Shit, Patrick Mahomes doesn't. I'm not doing two years. That's too, that's too insulting. Three years fully guaranteed, 140 million. Aaron Rodgers couldn't win at high money. Hertz won't be able to pull it off being a pocket passer. Does everyone think that Hertz is a better passer? Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest arms in the history of the league. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Okay? He's not. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He'll never be Aaron Rodgers. It's it's that's dumb thinking. Not not you. <laughs> look, look look at your Kurt. Jalen is a star now. That's got nothing to do with it. It's about keeping a star team around him. Why in the world would you have a problem with me saying I want to pay him market value, but try to keep his team around him? What are you thinking? Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Okay? Don't be stupid. They keep what we're trying. Hey, look, there's got to be a happy medium between Hertz and keeping the roster together. Hertz is a winner, has no bearing on this. Hertz has a ceiling. I don't know about the ceiling, but his ceiling of length of career doesn't favor his style of play. Mr. Credit says, Sills, you're off is really close to what I said. Three years, 150. I think they will push for an extra 9 million because it's a short contract. Yeah. Hey, yeah. What everyone? How about if you gave Jalen Hurts fifty million dollars and you guaranteed one hundred fifty million of it? Is that insulting? And it's an extension. 
and it'll be 27. 50, 50 million? See, I don't have the problem with the base. I have the problem with the years because I don't want the roster tied up. Tone goes, you're not saying anything wrong. It's not a bad idea to structure Hertz's deal that way. Some people just want to disagree with you, Big Sills. $50 million? My problem's not the base, it's the length. Rodgers is the example that might get through to crazy Philly homers. I'm a Philly all the way, but realistic. 41, great. Do you think Hertz will be able to continue developing into more of a pocket passer or possible Mahomes-type quarterback? Dude, to say that he's going to be Mahomes is, I think he could be the best version of Russell Wilson. I think you guys are right. I think he's developing into that early Russell Wilson where Russell was winning games and he was smart. Remember Russell sliding right? hitting the right guys, but he had a good team around him. He had Marshawn Lynch behind him. He had a good old line. He had a phenomenal defense. Then when they started paying him, they had to start pulling players off the roster. That's when his develop. Jalen Hurts' development will start going the other way, the same way Russell Wilson's development went. He's an RPO guy. What you see in Denver is what you'll get. Russell Wilson was going like this when they paid him. (laughs) Look at 2020. Hurts is better than Wilson. Yeah, you got to do a little more for me to go there. Russell Wilson's going to the Hall of Fame. Okay? Got to do a little more to just get to a Super Bowl. Like Tone says, you just can't put your name on the test. You, you, you've actually got to turn it into the teacher and get a grade on it. Okay? You, you, you don't get credit. That's like telling me, well, do you give Jimmy Garoppolo credit for getting to a Super Bowl? You guys hate Garoppolo. He's done just as much, if not more, than Jalen. Hurts is not better than Wilson. Russell Wilson, early on, with that team he had, how could you tell? Russell Wilson had a loaded team, too. How could you tell? Stupid comment to even make that, that he's better than him. How can you tell? Russell Wilson had a loaded team. Hey, it's it's just Philly blindness. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm all right with that. Russell Wilson won a ring and he's got two NFC championships to his name. Look Look at this guy. Jimmy G was never an MVP candidate. Carson Wentz was. And actually, Carson Wentz was on a football team that did something in Philly that no other team has ever done. Actually, was one of the catalysts that helped that team win a Super Bowl. So you want to go there? <laughs> Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate, got paid, helped that team win a Super Bowl. I can play that game too.
Philly blindness. Wow. Well, you were blind all year on that shitbag defense you thought was the top defense in the NFL. Wilson needed a historic defense. Well, you needed a historic roster to get there. Where did Wentz wind up? You know where he wound up? In the millionaire's home. <laughs> now, this guy's going back to Stallback when they didn't have a salary cap. How dumb is that take? How dumb is that take? We're in a salary cap era, guy. Try moving it forward a little bit here, you know? Back when players were slaves and they had to stay at one place. Thank God for Reggie changing it. Guys going back to the Steeler days when they put their helmets in their back pocket. <laughs> you break. We shall see. Hey, by the way, let's say this. You think they do this to Hurts? You think they address it? Or do you think they let him play into his last year? And here's something else to think about. Here's something else to think about. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take a time out. I'm going to write this down here for a second. This could be critical in the negotiations for Jalen. I got to look something up on the CBA. Hit the like button. Don't forget Gary Cobb from Fox 29. Keep it here. Hour number two coming up. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. 
The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. My name is uh, Fran Soleno, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Appreciate you coming aboard. Jonathan Gannon leaving, no big loss. Next guy they hire, though, in my opinion, um, is going to be somebody just like that. Now, they can't really do anything until they know the personnel they're bringing back. Remember something. Howie is going to hire a coach to his personnel and his roster. You guys are insane if you think these coaches have any say in the roster. They have no say, including the head coach. He has no say. He had to beg to get Zach Pascal in the building. Howie is going to hire a coach like he hired Sirianni, like he hired Steichen, and like he hired Gannon. You know why? That's the way you keep control of the roster. Okay. Here's something that I would say to you about Jalen Hurts. And the number one priority has got to be get this off the table. And everything else is easier for you. Okay. Everything else is easier for you. I'll ask you this question. Gary Cobb, by the way, bottom of the hour. Man, we got a ton of shit here today. If you're Jalen Hurts in clutch sports and you're Nicole, do you wait for Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Lamar Jackson to get their deals done? Do you want to be the first one up? As a player, 
Don't you want the other people to set the market because they think lesser of you than those other three guys? They think lesser of you than Herbert, Jackson, Joe Burrow. No, the league does. I'm not saying the Eagles do. Just saying how they're perceived. Don't you wait? Would that piss the Eagles off? The Eagles come to the table, say they put a deal like I'm suggesting. Three years, 50 million, 45, somewhere in there, between 45 and 50. Again, like I told you, I don't have a problem with his base. I don't want to get my roster tied up like that. I'm trying to put as many good players around the kid as possible. Not have to take away from the roster like every team has to every year. I'm trying to help him and pay him at the same. You can't do this. Here's 60 million and you're the Packers. It's not possible. Do you wait? I looked at the CBA here. And they could pay him on the extension. Okay? They could pay him on the extension here. Let me look one more th- stat up here on that on that CBA here. One le- one left. Okay. And by the way, I haven't seen that news that Justin Herbert signed a forty nine million dollar deal. I see it as a as a rumor. Tone, can you look that up for me? I, I don't I don't see that. I have not heard they're, they're not gonna they're they're not jumping the gun like that. And by the way, the Spanos family putting 49 million out there like that, you don't know the Spanos family like I do. Okay. If you're Jalen Hurts, don't you wait for other people? Okay, don't you don't you wait for other people to set the market? Okay. Oh, that's going to be a nasty conversation. Watch this. It is going to be nasty. And <laughs> you know what's crazy is that Eagle fans think that this negotiations with Jalen's going to go smooth. Okay. It's going to go smooth. Cincinnati's cheap. San Diego slash LA's cheap, Spanos family. And Baltimore's kind of hedging their bets on Lamar Jackson because he's always hurt. But in Philly, it's going to go because Jalen's a good dude. Don't confuse money with being a good guy. It has nothing to do with one another. People who are billionaires are billionaires because you know why? They take advantage of other people. That's why they're billionaires. Okay.
I'm just telling you that that is not going to go down like you think. Okay, it's not. Let me let me address one thing that we did, and I'm going to ask uh, Gary Cobb this at the bottom of the hour. What do you think? Who's going to have more? Ah, you don't know what you're getting back. You don't know who's coming back. The Eagles don't have a roster right now. Let's see something here. The Eagle roster. Both corners are in question. Uh, safety's in question. Both linebackers are in question. Two DTs are in question. Seven of your 11 starters are in question. And you have a roster coming back? So let me, and, and the running back's gone. The right guard's gone. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You got 10 starters of your 22 gone. Yeah, that's some benchmark for a team. How we built a one year team. <laughs> he built a one year team. Man, he got the best out of that one year team, though. One year team. You're, you're, hey, to say he's going to hit a whew, man, one year team. Jack goes like this free agents not gone. So you're going to pay seven. Wait, you got one guy in Slay making $18 million. This guy, Jack, thinks you're going to pay us Gardner Johnson. 12 million, Bradbury, 14 million. <laughs> You're gonna have 50 million dollars and three guys in your secondary. Bro, you ain't keeping but one of them guys. Unfortunately, it's Slay. Bradbury and CJ are gone. You're not keeping them guys. Because they're gonna go on the open market and get enormous money. TJ Edwards is not sticking around for four million dollars at what the organization is gonna offer him. He's gonna go make seven million dollars. The cap hit for a linebacker is 20. You ain't signing him. Shit. Hardgrave is 19 million. He's making 12 now. You're going to sign him for 20? So let me get this. How much money are you passing? Or So wait a minute. You want to give, according to Jack here, Jack wants to give 15 million to Bradbury. He wants to give $15 million to CJ. That's $30. you are paying eighteen dollars now for Slay. There's $48. You want to pay another sixteen dollars to Hardgrave. That's $63. You're paying fifteen dollars to um, Sweat. That's $78. And you're paying fifteen dollars to Reddick. That's $93 million on your defense. I haven't even got to the offense. <laughs> Wait, here's 93, and let's put 50 for Jalen. That's 143. Well, wait a minute. Both tackles make 40 combined. That's 183. Your, your wide receiver makes 25. That's 210. Oh, just in time. You got $14 million for the rest of the team. So Jason Kelsey's gone. <laughs> we getting his money. 
Where are you getting this money from? Here. Look at what and how great Mahomes is. They had nine rookies at one time starting on that Kansas City team this year. They had no wideouts. And by the way, they schooled that so-called great secondary of the Eagles and Jonathan Gannon, who was pathetic in that game. They Juju Smith-Schuster schooled you. And the other dudes schooled you. Ali's trainer, Freddie Pacheco, schooled you. But why could they do that? Can you imagine if you're Tyreek Hill right now? Damn, they won the Super Bowl without me. Shit. How important were you, kid? Not very. Because the quarterback is the dude. And the play caller, too. Can you imagine Tyree Kill sitting in Miami going, shit, they won the thing without me. They won the thing without me. Damn. Couldn't have been that important. Couldn't have been that important. And Miami paid him $25 million. Look at what the Chiefs got off the hook with. They saved $25 million and they won the Super Bowl because the quarterback is a transcendent player. Bang. You better hope your guy's that guy. You better hope you can lose A.J. Smith, Devontae. Let's see. Well, he only has really a tight end. So if you lose Devontae, Miles Sanders, and A.J. Smith, you better hope Jalen can carry that team. Oh, and both your tackle. No, one tackle stays, and the other three guys go. Because you ain't. they don't have anybody but Orlando Brown on that team. You better hope he's that guy. Hill's actually getting $30 million a year. <laughs> so wait a minute. The Chiefs got off the – they got off the table with a $30 million hit on their cap, sent that guy to Miami, got draft choices back, and won the Super Bowl because of Mahomes. Man, that's getting it done. That's getting it done. That's confidence in the guy you got as your play caller and your, sig- and your signal caller. Damn. That's how you do it. They got cheaper and won the Super Bowl. The cheat that's the key to what I'm trying to tell you. The Chiefs got cheaper and won it. They got cheaper and won it. Teams usually have to pay like look at the Cowboys. The Cowboys have to continue. You know who's next is Zeke. He ain't making $20 million this coming year. That's dead cap money. Woo! Cowboys, man. They love their dudes. Unfortunately, it usually results in dead cap money. That Jalen Smith contract was a train wreck. Look at Mask. I never said... Shit, wait a minute. He goes, his, Mahomes is cheap, $42 million a year. Yeah. Kyler Murray makes more. He's under market value. Jalen Hurts will make more than that guy in Kansas City, and that guy in Kansas City might rival Tom Brady when his career is all said and done.
Yeah. He's under market value now. $45 million is his average. He's under market value. Mahomes, when he signed that contract, everyone went, man, half a billion dollars, 10 years? Lee Steinberg told those guys in Kansas City, Clark Hunt, this will be a deal in three years. And here's the payoff. You sent a $30 million wide receiver to Miami, and you got draft choices so you can continue to build a team around the guy. That's what I'm saying here. But some of you got shit in your ears, and you can't hear it. You know how many off-ramps Lee Steinberg put in that thing where he renegotiates his contract? A lot of that shit's also built into incentives in the contract. It's a team-friendly deal. He's under market value now. Patrick Mahomes is under market value. Just won Super Bowl MVP and MVP and broke the single season passing record. And he's under market value. And he's happy with it. But you want to pay him that? <laughs> you, he ain't that guy. You could never take A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Miles Sanders and two old linemen off that team and tell me Jalen Hurts gets that team back to the Super Bowl. That's why I say, unless you work with this, this is the best it's ever going to be. And I'm not saying that Jalen won't get better. I'm saying the team around him won't. If Mahomes decided to re-up, he'd get $60 million. Yeah, but that's one of the things they built into the contract. This thing's like a house mortgage now. This thing's like a home mortgage. His interest rate set. This guy's under market value. And he delivered the, one of the greatest years in NFL history. And he's under market value. That's a deal. And you send Tyree Kill to Miami for draft choices. And you don't have to pay him $30 million. Do you know the gonads that takes... To look at Patrick Mahomes, do you know the gonads that takes to look at Patrick Mahomes and goes, we're going to be better off without him? So when Veach and Andy sat down with Mahomes, dude, Kyler Murray, man, now they want to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins and you want to take Tyree Kill away. I mean, how are we going to win? I got you. I got you. And he did. Whew. So let me get this right before I bring Gary Cobbin. Patrick Mahomes right now is under market value at $45 million. They send Tyree Kill to Miami so they don't have to pay him 30 and they win the Super Bowl without him. They had nine rookies on that team this year. At one point or another, starting. You got two corners that were rookies. And I'll say this to you, too. That Jonathan Gannon. So you keep telling me you have the best cornerbacks in the league. So you're going to pay $30 million for Bradbury and for 
uh, Slay to play zone coverage. <laughs> hey, that ain't worth it to me. That ain't worth it. They're not lockdown corners, man. Mahomes showed you. They beat you with Juju Smith-Schuster. Who's he? Let's bring in Gary Cobb, Fox 29. Gary, man, I'll tell you what. This one's got to hurt for Eagle fans because I thought they had this thing in the first yeah, half. That's in right. The second half, that was what we, you and I used to call somebody taking somebody to the woodshed and showing what coaching is, yeah. what dominating is. Let me hear your takeaways from Super Bowl 57. Well, I tell you, I was very disappointed uh, with the fact that offensively, you know, uh, they really put the whole game on Jalen. I mean, uh, you know, they, they became a team that's throwing the ball every play. Uh, they really didn't get the running game going. Come on. The reason that they won uh, those first two games, the playoff games, so dominantly is they ran the ball down the other team's throat. Now, they never got it going. Uh, some of that I gotta say is you know the line they were not they did not win dominate they did not dominate uh, you know the Kansas City uh, defensive line you know they were getting penetration making plays in the backfield and uh, you know it got them away where I thought they really just got away from uh, any type of a running game and as I said they put the whole game on Jalen Hurts' back now if if you came and said. Jalen Hurts is going to throw for 300 yards. I say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to get ready for the parade, and I know what I'm going to wear to the parade. I got to think and, about and what I'm Gary, gonna... he played – he was spectacular outside yeah. of the fumble. Yeah, that's right, outside of the fumble. Now, that was a big play and everything. Was... But he played, he played well enough, I think, to make up for that, if you're just talking about his game, you know, to make it a win. But they didn't get the running game going, man, no running game. Come on. You let you let Kansas City run the ball better than they did. They, Kansas City ran the ball better, and you know I, I thought, of course, uh, something that had been haunting them all year. We didn't know when it was going to get them. It wound up getting them in their last game, and that's the dog on special teams. Because if anything is true, the Eagles' special teams are not special. Okay, they did not get it done, and of all the time, you just. Because most of the time when they went out there, he says, just get, get off the field without giving up a touchdown or something, you know. Just get the special teams off the field. And unfortunately, you know, that run back was at the worst time, you know, that they could do it. And uh, that really, uh, that was a crusher. But the big thing, though, is uh, there are no excuses. They didn't get their running game going in the second half. Come on. They get the running game going. You got a 10-point lead. You're supposed to make Mahomes sit over there, but I, I told you that you don't want to give him the ball with the game on the line. You don't want to do that. And ultimately, that's what they did, and um, it cost them. And, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, something that's um, you hate to see. Uh, I got some of the guys talking about the field and everything. Look, I don't want to hear about the field. They played on the same field. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, you like to have – you don't want guys slipping – I don't know what they did. I mean, it got everybody slipping, but you play on the same field. You know, that's the thing. So you cannot uh, really, you look at the um, Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they got guys that are supposed to be weapons, and uh, they played on the same field. So you can't go into that. But I thought both offensive and defensive lines, major disappointments in these games. 
Absolutely. They did not dominate like they did in the previous games. You know, you know, too, Gary, I'm going to make a comparison to something and maybe obviously the lights were brighter on Sunday, but to me, Quez Watkins has to make that catch. And I look at that like Alshon Jeffries in that New Orleans playoff game to get to the NFC title game when Foles threw him. You've got – Jalen didn't hit him in the hand. Yeah. He hit him in both hands. Yeah. You've got to make that catch. Well, you know, I'll tell you about Quez Watkins. If I had – if you had told me, if the ball's in Quez Watkins' hands, do I think you're going to win? No. You know, the guy, he said he didn't play up. Come on, dude, you got to go see the eyes. I mean, you got need to go. Don't, hey, don't pass, go, go directly and see the eyes because you got to get tougher than that, man. You got to get where you, you, you got more courage than that. And and maybe what you're doing is you, you got stuff going on in your head. You see yourself doing bad stuff. Look, you got to get that out of your head, man. You got to be confident. You're playing on a team here. They ask you to do one or two things. And, and come on, you you got you got to you got to be more confident than that. But you know he he's just as he does not, does not play with he, a lot of confidence, man. Gary, he's he's got to make that catch. But let me throw this one at you too. Yeah, I thought what they did for adjustments in the second half that confused the Eagles secondary. Yep, they were running so many crossing routes <laughs> that they were trying to pass. Yes, receivers off. Come on, and man. the reason that they were so wide open, Gary was because there was confusion. How many right. times did you look up in the second half and wide you're open. seeing wideouts wide on, open because on, they were they were passing guys off and they were in that soft zone? But when Come you on. have a play caller like Reed and a quarterback like Mahomes, yeah. this isn't David Mills or Kenny Pickett. That's this right. is somebody that's going to take advantage of you. That's right. You know, you, know, you got to communicate. But the thing you do, you can get to where you start trying to do too much because guys can't always hear that. So if you got to just stay with your man, you fight through it and you stay with your man. Whatever you got to do, man. I mean, that was just terrible. You got guys just coming wide open. I'm going, what in the world? You know, that's embarrassing when you do that. Absolutely. Embarrassing, man. You know, hey, that's, that, that's that's not getting it done. The what? what who do you think – is going to be a bigger loss to the team? Or do you think any loss, now that Jonathan Gannon has been named the head coach Arizona and Steichen has been named the head coach in Indianapolis, do you think they'll elevate from within Brian Johnson maybe to OC? Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's a thought that Gannon might take him to Arizona with him as assistant head coach and offensive coordinator and a bump in pay. So, I mean... Well, I, I, I got a feeling, Gary, that the coaching staff may have to also have an overhaul, just like the roster, hey, because well, two assistants got head coaching jobs. I, I understand. But what you got to do is you got to hang on to as many of your – well, you got to pick – you know, you're not going to hang on to everybody. You got to pick your uh, defensive and offensive coordinator, and you got to say, what do I need to do to keep this guy? If that's who you really believe in, you give them the promotion – you give them whatever, and you give them the money, and you give them the uh, the title, and you keep, you know, and you about probably maybe three, four guys. You got to say, I got to keep these guys. He got to identify those guys right away because you can't lose everybody. That's that's not something you want, but you definitely they probably want to um, definitely you know uh, promote these guys from within. Uh, but that's something I, I think they knew that was coming. There was a good chance of that happening, and once um, you had Gannon get the job. 
uh, you kind of knew uh, that that's, that's what was, what was going to go down. But uh, they got to hang on to the guys. You don't want to get totally just cl- your uh, staffs cleaned out. No, you don't. You know, don't want to do that. No. Hey, Gary, do you agree? And I said this. I go that defense was never who I thought they were all year because schematically, mm-hmm. I never thought Gannon was very good. I think they covered a lot of shit with Howie bringing yeah. good players in. And to mm-hmm. me, it was more about the good players than the scheme that Gannon ran. And you're going into an offseason now. You've got Slay making $18 million, and he's 32. C.J. Gardner's going to get $14 million. Bradbury's going to get about $14 million. These guys put up career years, and they're going to command a lot of money. To me, Gary, paying that kind of money for zone coverage nah, corners, they're not – they're not man corner, or how about this? I don't yeah. know if they're not man covers because the DC never played. I know really a lot of man. So, and, and what, I, what, let me, what direction let me, let me, do you go? Well, you know the thing I tell you, um, I, I think they want to sit down and think about that. But but you cannot pay these guys that kind of money if you're just going to sit them and sitting in a zone. No, you're right. You cannot uh, cannot do it because they're not worth it. Uh, if you're just playing all that zone and. And, and Gary, I, look, I, at, I, look at what Kansas City did with two rookie corners on yeah. rookie contracts. That's right. They were out there saving money on the rookie contracts. And you want to pay $30 million for two corners to play zone? I don't see the advantage no. in that. I, I think you got to go with some young kids. I don't think you're going to keep both of them. I, if, you know, Bradbury's probably going to walk. I mean, you're not going to be able to keep him uh, around. Um, I think CJ, I've seen certain things in CJ. I think he's worth yeah, me too. Because the kid is so versatile. Uh, he's got the you know special ability as a safety, and then he can play corner for you if you need him. So you 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 you've got to keep him. Uh, but Bradbury's probably going to get a better offer than they they would be able to give him. Uh, look at um, some of the other guys. Uh, you know, with TJ, uh, I, you know, I, I definitely don't think a white you're going to keep him. TJ's not going to sit around for five million, and when he can get seven on the open market, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, these guys, these guys might go. Uh, what you've got to do is you're going to need to you're going to need to draft well. You're gonna you're gonna need to have to draft at least two players that can play. That, those first round picks, you got to draft guys can come in here and start. Jordan Davis has got to be a factor next year. Because yeah. if Cox, you're going to allow to walk out the building and you're going to sign Hardgrave, yeah. I mean, Gary, he played in the Super Bowl and I don't remember him actually making a play in the Super Bowl. No. I would say this to you, that 13th pick, man, he, he's got to be better. because I'm not going to use any yeah. any words on the kid yet, but yeah. Yeah. boy, I'll tell you what, man, I need to see more from that dude. Well, he, you know, definitely from what I saw of him in the Super Bowl, I mean, he looked like he was lost out there. I mean, in he wasn't doing anything. And and ultimately, you know, because you didn't get anything from that line, who on the line did anything? Nothing. Which one of them you go, oh, let me see. Uh, who played? Uh, let me think of the defensive line. Uh, somebody that made a play. You sit that whole – That they, kid, they Chris Jones, for the Chiefs was a force. Yeah. I mean, they surely – I think both lines, I'd have to say, you know, both of them got outplayed, man. I, you know, and, and that's uh, shocking for me to say that. You know, I'm very surprised that I would say that. And I think ultimately that's what cost them the game because if they could have got a running game going in the second half, they would have won the game. But they I, let, me, let me throw this at you here. And, 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 the, and the defense we'll couldn't stop them. 
Okay. We'll get to your super chat here in a minute. Tone, remind me of uh, Perry's super chat here. I said this, and I went in a back and forth, uh, Gary, with uh, Seth Joyner last night. On it's a priority on what you do with Jalen Hurts in the offseason now because everything falls in line now with this. Your roster falls in line, who you're going to pay, how you're going to pay them, maybe yeah. even coordinators are going to be determined on what happens with Jalen here. I said this, if you think that you're going to pay him some five-year, $50 million deal and have the same roster come back, you're out of your tree. So I said this, you've got to work. I don't mind putting 45 to $50 million annually, but I said this to Seth, to keep the roster intact, mm-hmm. make it fully guaranteed over three years, give him 150 guaranteed, over three years, add additional years if he continues to play. He'll make more money like Warren Moon used to, Gary. Warren Moon used to have his contract renewed every single season because he was never the highest paid guy, but he would never be lower than the third. So he had his deal done every year. For Jalen to be Jalen, I think he they've got to have a working relationship. I don't think you want to tie the roster up for five years because this may be as good as it ever gets, Gary. What do you do? Well, you know, uh, this is the thing where I think it's a benefit in having, uh, you know, a guy like Jalen in that you can talk to him. And I I think this kid wants to win. Um, You know, you see what Brady did all those years. Uh, You know, I don't know, you know, exactly what um, there's a way. And and I would say this to how he's very good at this, which is I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of you. But I need a, a way in which I need to be able to room and and and, and to uh, negotiate with these other guys, you know. And I need to be able to talk to you. And and so what they do is, uh, I know he he gives these guys money to ultimately where he comes back and he just hey writes them a check for whatever, uh, so that they're able to um, open the door to somebody else signing, you know. So. Um, Howie, I think, is going to do a great job. I think I think it's going to work out because uh, Howie is very good at manipulating the cap, and I think Jalen is open to what is it going to take for us to win? How about, what, what, what is it going to take for us to have the best team? So, Gary, would you do this if you're clutch sports and hurts? Would you wait and see what Herbert, Burrow, and Lamar do? Or if the Eagles come to the table first, would you negotiate with the ball club because we'll get a sense of what Clutch wants to do. If the Eagles come to the table first and Clutch wants to wait, this is going to be about the money, okay? But if Jalen directs and deals with the Eagles immediately, isn't that going to tell us where this is going? Well, you know, um, I I think it definitely could. You know, but you could have a conversation, but that doesn't mean you're making any – you're getting anything done. Uh, So – uh, I, I I definitely think, you know, he wants some uh, security uh, because if you if you don't sign something, he would like to have some security and things, especially about the fact that, you know, what they have him run the ball as much as he does. So um, I think both of them have to sit in there and be creative. But uh, I do have a lot of confidence that Howie will be able to work something out. And I think Jalen want ultimately more than anything else. He knows if he wins, he's going to get he's going to get it all. And 
So I, I, I think that's a good thing going into it. But I, I you know, uh, you, you got some of the different things that are playing into it. And, you know, some of the guys were talking in the fact that he's got a black woman who's representing him. And they're talking about how, you know, they want, she wants to make sure she gets, you know, what all, all the age, other agents get and everything. And I'm saying, oh boy, because once you start talking there, that where, you know, where it's about her and not about Jalen, see, you know, you could, you could get, I mean, right away, once they said that, well, oh boy. So they brought, so Clutch brought race into it? No, 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 no. Or, or her talking, sex. I'm talk, no, I'm talking about media people. Okay. Talking about, it. but talking oh, about okay. it on the air. It, it's going to be something on the air. He's got a black woman. She's his agent. Yep. And they and, and they made the point in, in this, where this is not really so much about Jalen. It's about her making sure she gets what this white agent would get. And once you pull that in there, see, you know, what, wow. what is, you know, down, then you're putting a whole. Lot I never of thought on. of that dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, um, that that dynamic. You know, could play in it, and surely you know uh, the media is going to play that. So it, it's going to be interesting how it works out. But the thing that I have confidence in is, though, is Jalen is about winning. He's about winning. The kid is about winning. Uh, we saw that. Look at the way that kid stepped up. Now he didn't make that play where he had that ball loose and and and, and had the fumble. Other than that, how could you have expected him to play at that level? And then they, and then they Gary, got him running you, in. But, I mean, amazing performance. Do you think, Gary, that he's going to go into these negotiations having already set the guardrails on what he wants and what his family wants? And if the agency clutches, that's the Maverick Carter guys and all them. Yeah. yeah. Those, if those guys start putting guardrails in there, I could see Jalen, the kind of leader that he is. The organization wants to work with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I think if you tell your agent your 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 guardrails, maybe that alleviates some of that because, I, I, look, you're you're going to get paid the most where your feet are. And yeah. to me, I mean, boy, the media. You're right. I I, I got a feeling, uh, Gary. But, the media going to throw that in there. She's I, a black I, I, woman agent. Yes, yes. Lee Steinberg you- got the money here, five hundred million dollars for. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Hey, how crazy is this, Gary? Yeah. That's already an under market value deal. He's going to make forty five million. The guy in Arizona got forty six one. Yeah. Oh, it's it's gonna. You know, I the uh, the only hope I have, like I said, I I, I know Jalen and the and the fact that he wants to win. You know, uh, but you got some pressures involved in this. Yeah. And and after the performance, the union had, too, right, Gary? What's that? The union too. Yeah, you're right. The union too. You're right. He's going to get a lot of pressure. I mean, after after that performance, you you can understand where folks can throw some serious numbers out. Uh, because really, if I came into the game, this is I, I I wanted to say this and I didn't. I would have thought if I predicted this game and, and this is what I predicted in this game. Everything's the opposite. I would have thought Mahomes played the game, you know that uh, that Jalen played, okay, and I would think that the Eagles' defensive line and offensive line played the way Kansas City played. Meaning that, you know, uh, the Eagles won the game, uh, but Jalen didn't outplay Mahomes and everything because clearly the throws that Jalen made, the plays, the way he played, couldn't have, you couldn't have asked him to play any better. He was spectacular. But, you know, for the big guys not to show up like that, man, I, I was very disappointed in those guys. Very Finally here. Yeah. So if you're Howie... Do you add another year 
or two to Nick Sirianni? They did for Doug. They did for Doug. I would have no problem. I think that they should. I think he earned it. He had a great year. Uh, you know, what he did with this team. And and I, I like, well, the thing is, a lot of it, look at Jalen. You know, you got your quarterback. Nobody's debating that anymore. I mean, he's going by, by where anything I could have dreamed, you know, that where he's playing at. He plays at that level. They'll be back there again next year, even with guys missing. He plays at that level. I mean, that was amazing. But uh, he shouldn't have to play at that level. They should have got more of a running game going. And I, and I know Steichen and those guys, they got a great game out of him, but I thought they got away from him. They needed to get something established on the ground and ultimately hurt him because they had to give the ball back to uh, Mahomes. Fine. Hey, let me stick another one in. Do you think Chandler's going to have any input on who the OC is going to be? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt he's going to have. And I, Did I just, you see Sirianni taking over the play calling again? Well, I, you know um, – I, maybe he could have more input, but I, I think that he probably, I think I thought he got a feel and probably did a better job coaching the team overall because he did not have that on his back, but he could get his hand in there more. You know, he could definitely do that. And I imagine he, he had his hand in it to believe what he's still, he's right there on the mic. He hears what's going in. I'm sure he's had a, 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 a say on, Hey, we need to do this. We need to do that. So I definitely think that, uh, that he's going to have a say about it. And, and I could see where uh, Jalen, uh, he's probably going to want his guy. I mean, why wouldn't he? I, I, I promised you that this would be the last. This is the last question here. Um, I recommended this. So if they're looking for a new coordinator, would you ever consider bringing Eric Bieniemy in? And I, I mean this. He's an Andy Reid guy. They hired an Andy Reid guy and Doug Peterson. Yeah. Um, He's got to get out from the shadow. Obviously, these other guys are passing yeah. him by. Yeah, he he's does never going to get out of the Andy Reid. Patrick yeah. Mahomes shadow. Yeah. And the one thing you want to continue to do uh-huh. is grow Jalen's passing game. Hey, why not have a guy who was there for all this great success in Kansas city and bring him into Philadelphia uh-huh. to run his own show. You know what? I, I definitely could see. I think that would be a good idea. I mean, a very uh, cutting edge idea. Uh, something that I definitely could, could get behind that because you know, He's going to bring in some things where he's going to add things to that offense, things they already have. He's going to add more to the offense. And I could definitely could see them doing that. I, I, I because, you know, I, I don't want them to get to the point where they're relying too much on Jalen carrying that ball because you, you don't want him getting hurt. You want to keep him upright and you want to yeah, you want take those carries away. He had 15 carries. You Come want on. that number down around six, not that's 15. right. So, that's Maybe right. again, I mean, you'd probably have to because you can't make lateral moves. You'd have to give him more money, assistant head coach. You add to the title. That's right. But, I mean, Gary, that to me is the evolution of what you're looking for in a player is not to have him be more of a runner. You want to make him more of a pocket guy. That's right. You want to make him more of a pocket guy. And the thing is, he's growing in that area. So you just yes. keep keep it going that way. And with the enemy, you would be doing that. So I could see the dude. I don't think it's going to, I don't think he's going to do no, that. I think, I, I think he's a higher from then, but. But I could tell you that that would be a very uh, that would be a cutting edge move, and you know you know you would be increasing because you're bringing all the Andy stuff in here. You know, you're, absolutely, you're, exp- you're expanding the offense really. You're, yeah, and 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 what you're doing is, you know, you're staying kind of in the family because he's an Andy guy and they like yeah. Andy guys, and yeah. 
just saying there, I think it's going to be very – I'll tell you what, man, it's going to be one of the most interesting off-seasons in the history of the Eagles. <laughs> yes, it is. And I can't wait to see it. Gary, thank you yeah. so much, my friend. I appreciate it. All right, have a good one. You got it. The great Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philadelphia. He was out at the Super Bowl, too. Great time for all. Do me a favor. Please hit the like button. We got so much to hit on. Let me see here. Top free agents to target. My top quarterback post-Super Bowl. Also, my first mock draft NFL. This is all going to be coming up, especially in hour number three. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. 
Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Appreciate you guys coming aboard. I get the 49er guys are aggravated because they didn't get their shot at the title. Okay, I do. Now, Debo Samuel's coming out going that Bradbury's trash. Bradbury's not trash, nor is Slay. Obviously, nor is CJ. Okay, they're not. They're not who they were, though, and I told you that all year. How could you ever tell if they were that good when you're constantly in zone playing? They were basically telling you all year long just to play center field. They weren't really great cover guys. You're not a cover guy. In a zone defense, you're not a cover guy. You're playing center field. That's why the elite quarterbacks always beat Jonathan Gannon. They always beat him because he couldn't defend him. The one thing Gannon never wanted to give up was what? The plus 25 big play. He didn't give a shit about anything else. He barely cared about the run defense, and he never really cared about covering tight ends or anything from 20 to 20. He never cared about that. And then when you got a good coordinator and a great quarterback, and they were running those crossing routes, look how confused the secondary was. I've never seen an experienced secondary get outplayed by two rookie corners on the other side. The rookie corners held AJ and Devontae at least to formidable numbers. I still think AJ and Devontae had good games, but not in the second half. They kept everything in front of them, but they did it for 40 million less. Dude. Those quarterbacks were overhyped and overrated all year long, those cornerbacks. And it wasn't anything they did. I'm not bagging the player. I'm bagging the scheme. You can't call yourself a great cover corner when you don't play press coverage. You're a center fielder. You could have, in theory, that's why C.J. Gardner played so well at the safety position. He was an additional corner playing center field. Those guys were not special this year because when they had to be, they were horrible. I mean, they were horrible. Even Dak ate him up. Even Dak ate him up. Dak put a 40 burger on you. And almost 80% completion percentage. Dak! I mean, dude, two guys who sucked awful in that Super Bowl were James Bradbury and Miles Sanders. I'm surprised the Eagles gave him a ticket back to come home. They were terrible. Dude, the Niners are not fool's gold. They held your guys to 239. I'd like to have seen that game with a quarterback. 
By the way, the 49ers will have a better roster than you next year. 49ers are going to have a better roster than the Eagles because there's going to be zero changes. There's zero changes in San Francisco. Zero. And they made it to the NFC title game. You're having massive upgrades and changes or downgrades. So how many people actually sit here and let's watch the preposterous takes here. How many people believe that the Eagles are going to have a better roster than the 49ers next year when there's going to be no change in San Francisco whatsoever? How many people think that? No one's leaving because no one has to. Everyone's signed. Bose is getting an extension. How many people believed with all your free, you got 16 free agents. All the stars in San Francisco are signed, sealed, and delivered. Where are you getting that from? You're out of your mind if you think you got a better roster than San Francisco coming back. That's yet to be determined. San Francisco has their guys coming back. That's a fact. So to sit here and say, you're going to be better than San Francisco in 2023, that's a reach. Your running back's gone. Your right guard's gone. Your corners, CJ and Bradbury could be good. Both linebackers. Two tackles could be gone. To sit here and tell me that the Philadelphia Eagles will have a better roster than San Francisco, you're going to have to prove that one to me. And your draft choices, Jesus Christ, I surely hope that N'Kobe Dean kid can play. Because so far, he's a dud. N'Kobe Dean is a dud so far. This guy can't get on the field for a snap. He's a dud. And Jordan Davis is not the 13th pick. By the way, that kid that's there now, that kid Carter, he is the guy. That's your DT. That Jalen Carter kid, that's your dude. Shit, the guy in uh, Jacksonville too, Walker. Jordan Davis? We will have the better quarterback. But they got to the they got to the same spot. See, look at what smoke goes. Smoke goes, we'll have the better quarterback. Brock Purdy got to an NFC championship game. And he makes 900 grand. This guy makes less than Zach Pascal. And you want to pay your guy 50 and cut your team in half. Do you see the problem you're facing or you don't? Probably not. Probably not. The 49ers could get to an NFC title game without a quarterback and not have to pay him? What would you rather have again? So let's pay Jalen, cut the team in half, and you guys are going to sit here and tell me, well, we're still better. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Now, here's the advantage that Philly and San Fran has. NFC is going to be terrible. And what if Rodgers moves to the Jets? 
Who's going to be your number one competition? Stafford and Cousins? It's made for you. Who in the NFC would you fear? If, if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Raiders or goes to the Jets, who in the NFC? You, you might get away with having a lesser roster. You might get away. Guy goes like this, the Niners are soft. Held your ass to 90, 90 yards passing. Held your butt to 230 in total yards. Actually, in theory, the 49er defense actually played better than the Kansas City defense. Fact. And they had no quarterback. (laughs) Shit, Kansas City gave up, what, 300 and, no, 400. What'd they give up? 400, let's see, 307 passing. Tone, correct me if I'm wrong. 302 passing and like 114 rushing. So the Kansas City Chiefs gave up 417 yards in total offense. And the 49ers held you to 239 or 269 with the gift 30-yard completion that shouldn't have been. Kansas City... Gave up more yards than the 49ers did in the NFC title game. And they had no offense. Don't talk to me about the 49er game. You, <laughs> Don't talk to me about the 49er game. You didn't crush that team. Oh, by the way, yeah, I got to do something here. Just want to say thank you for your content. I may not always agree with you, but I know I would enjoy having a nice cold beverage with you. Absolutely, John. John, this is sports. Hey, Tone, can you do me a favor? Somebody put up a $10. um, Thank you, John. Somebody put up a $10 super chat. I want to make sure that I go back and get that because I don't want to have anyone feel where, um, yeah, because of turnovers, Danny. was because you put up yards on them. You put up no yards. I got something to say here. Darius, um, Lee wouldn't have got a contract from the Eagles if he was playing 97-98 season against Randy Moss and Chris Carter. I think he's meaning Darius Slay. Um, Can you imagine Randy Moss and Chris Carter playing in today's NFL? Perry, you can't touch him. Randy Moss would still be running. Randy Moss would still be running. Okay. Hey, listen, I want to hit on... Two things right at the top here. I got a mock draft. My first one of the year. By the way, you guys hated McDuffie. Remember I told you the kid McDuffie? I wanted McDuffie and I wanted um, the kid Lloyd that the Jags have. Both those guys were starters as rookies. Okay? And both made the playoffs in the AFC. But you wanted Jordan Davis, and you were happy with, I think you, you were you were great with it. And I was like, dude, this kid McDuffie can play. He started in the Super Bowl. Lloyd started in Jacksonville for Doug. Okay? I've been pretty right on this stuff for the last 10 years. We're going to look at that and some free agents. 
for the Eagles to look at. We'll do all of that, plus I got my top 10 post-Super Bowl quarterback list. We'll do all of that next. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Tone break, buddy. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean.
Nick Stills, hour number three. How will the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles be remembered? Give me one word. Give me one word. How will the Eagles be remembered? One word. One word that describes the season of the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles. Overachieved, exposed, hurts. Wow. I'm not sure Yale's is a backhanded slap. Good team. Chokers, amazing, overrated, best roster. Overhyped. What would be a good word to describe this team? Can you do it in one word? I don't know if you could do it in one word. Unexpected. I like that. It's not choke. 38-35 is not choking against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. It's not a choke. Beginning? Surprising? One-hit wonder? I don't know if he could do it in one word. How would you describe that team that fits? You want to show some type of respect because it was a great season, but it comes up short. See, I'm to me, it's a more of a phrase. It's unfinished business. You know, it's it's unfinished business. Um Promise? Short. Memorable. Incomplete. I like those. Incomplete, memorable. Incomplete, though. Incomplete. Incomplete. Okay. Incomplete. Opportunity. <laughs> Incomplete. Imagine that. Best roster in Eagle history. And your identity for the year is incomplete. Mm. incomplete because you feel empty all that great work and you slid down the hill okay 
and you slid down the hill. I mean, you got to the top of the peak. You're getting ready to put the flag on top of Everest. You slide down the hill. Incomplete is the word. Damn. That's what makes it so nauseating. Shit, man. Incomplete. Guys, when you get to that moment, man, and you're right there and you're sitting there, I'm going to give you just a, a, can I give you just a small moment with Jerome and I? Okay. We were considered the greatest college football team in the history of college football. When we played Penn state in front of a hundred million people, it was like 90 million people or something like that. Still to this day, the highest rated game. I'll never forget. We hold the team to 130 yards of total offense. Vinny had, we had seven turnovers. We gave up as many turnovers as we had first, that Penn State had first downs. We had seven turnovers, they had seven first downs. And I'll never forget, they're driving down. I'm Jerome and I got up on the stand in Arizona, of all places. Jerome looks at me, he goes, you think we score? I looked at, Vin, I looked at Jerome and went, no. He sat down. We both sat down. He threw a pick with five seconds. He looked at me. He goes, you knew, didn't you? He goes, wasn't meant for us. It just wasn't meant to be. It just wasn't meant to be. Jerome looked over at me. He goes, damn, we killed this team. I go, no one, no one will remember that. He's like, shit, you called it. I'm never, I'm, we're on the five seconds left. He goes, you think we're scoring? I go, no. I think he's going to throw a pick. I sat down. Jerome sat down. He throws a pick. He goes, my aunt was there. So close. Five yards to being called the greatest college football team of all time. Jimmy Johnson says it's his toughest loss to this day. When you're that close and you're right there, and it's incomplete. Damn. Dude, that's going to hang on that franchise for a little bit. That's going to hang there. Okay. Mm. Imagine rooting for a team that hasn't won shit since 95. <laughs> hey, man. That's incomplete. That's got to suck for guys like Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey. Thank God they got rings. Thank God they have rings. All right. I promised you I'd give you a list of free agents. And I want to see if this whets your appetite at all. Okay? Especially if the Eagles come up short next year. God forbid the Eagles look like the Rams this year coming up. What if the Eagles look like the Rams? <laughs> what if they what if they're like the Rams? You don't know that. Tougher schedule, free agents. You don't you're not promised anything. Oh, we're going to be great. Really? All right. <laughs> we shall see. Oh my god, Chris, you did have the game. Chris you not only had the game, Chris, you were killing them. Okay? You, you were killing them. 
these are some free agents just randomly I wrote down to see what and if this wet your appetite at all. Okay. The fifth ranked free agent, Josh Jacobs, running back. He's 24, Raiders. Interest? No interest. What do you think? Interest or no interest? He's going to command probably around $7 million. $8 million? Well, shit, if I'm going to pay for a running back, too expensive? Perry, Andy Reid is successful because he builds rosters. Yeah, of rookies. And he let a $30 million wide receiver go. Jacobs, yes. Go to the draft. David Montgomery's talking about the Chicago Bear guy. Ah, look at these guys. Some smart people in this building. I won't tell you who. Oh, if it's 10 million, he ain't ever getting it. Yes, 87, brother. How about Jesse Bates? Number seven ranked safety. And he's 25. Bengals. Interest, no interest. What do you think? Interest, no interest. Jesse Bates. I know, brother. I was in him too. No, no. Okay. So too expensive for Josh Jacobs. And Jesse Bates, no. This one's a little bit older. Levante David, inside linebacker, 10th highest rated free agent. He's 33, which means he's not going to command a lot of money. He's not getting 20. But would you pay nine for a guy like this who's a proven veteran? Levante David, Bucks. Instead of going into the draft, and drafting a linebacker. Look, you may have to draft two corners or a safety in corner. You put him on one, because he's the 10th, he's probably going to want a two-year deal. I think you should look at him. Depending what the money is and how many years he wants. Bucks may re-sign him. I agree. They should. How about this guy? Tremaine Edwards. Oh, Tremaine Edmonds. Linebacker. He's 24. Bills. 18th highest ranked free agent. He's 24. He's a pretty good ball player. Tremaine Edmonds. He could play. He's good. And guess what he's done? He's covered tight ends. He plays in the AFC. He covers backs out of the backfield. Something these linebackers in Philly struggled all year. Tremaine Edmonds. I think you look at him. Watch this. You get rid of TJ, 
and you get rid of Kaiser and you put Nicobe in and you sign this guy, he's 24. Now, again, Bills may re-sign him. Okay? Bills may re-sign him. He's a hell of a ball player. Schwartz loves him. Or um, Bills head coach loves him. He's a good ball player, man. Nineteen, highest ranked free agent. Jamil Dean, cornerback, twenty six bucks. Sean McDermott, thank you guys. Slipped my mind. The Buccaneers cornerback, he's twenty six. I'm probably saying no to him too. Pretty good ball player though. How about this kid? Isaiah Oliver, cornerback, 26 Falcons. This kid's a good player. This kid's a good player. I'm gonna every day we're gonna throw some potential free agents at you guys. This kid, Isaiah Oliver, can play. I like him. I watched him play. And I don't think he's going to cost you an arm and a leg. You may have to give up draft equity for him because that's what the Falcons are looking for is draft equity. And you might be able to sign him to a Bradbury type deal. Probably have to, to probably have to put an additional year on it. Okay. So out of this list, I'm with you on Jesse Bates. I wanted Jesse Bates kind of last year. And I don't think Duke Tobin's going to just hand him over. They're going to try to move him before March 12th. Um, Josh Jacobs is too expensive. Levante David, I'd rather, I think, go in the draft. I like this kid, Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker Bills. I, I think the Eagles should take a look at him. Jameel Dean. The Buccaneer guy, 26. I believe the Bucs would probably try to re-sign him. And Isaiah Oliver, the kid from the Falcons. This kid's a good player. These guys are highly rated. The question is going to be, what's the market price? This is a pretty deep draft this year on corners and safeties. Just so you know. So you're going to be able to leverage this. Okay? A couple of these guys on this list are pretty good. All right. Let's do this now. Dan, would you trade Slater the Bears for Brisker? I would trade Slay for draft picks, not a player. Okay. I I, I want draft picks. I want to I want to have my own guys. I don't want someone else's guys, so to speak. Now Free agency has been a great thing for the Eagles, but those guys have to fit into a culture. I'd rather have – see, the problem with the Eagle roster this year, there's too many guys out there that are uh, missionaries. These guys are mercenaries, I should say. They were one-year mercenaries. They had no loyalty to the Eagles. They have no loyalty to the Eagles, none. These guys are all guys who have their own – Life fest. They're not homegrown. They have no loyalty to you. I know some people think they do. They have no loyalty to you. 
Okay? They're mercenaries. They're one-year mercenaries. They came in here to use Philly so that they can get more money. They know they're not going to get more money in Philadelphia. That's why it's wishful thinking that you're going to get C.J. Gardner-Johnson on some sort of hometown cooking. He's not going to do that. The guy was making $836,000. You think he wants to give somebody a deal? That guy's going to make $12, $13 million. He's not giving anybody a deal. Bradbury's not giving anybody a deal. He's going to go to a team that gives him the most money. These are guys that are going to grab the money bag. They're not grabbing opportunity. They don't care about that. These guys don't give a shit about that. They're going to grab the most money they can. That's right, Yale. They provided a service. They delivered. Now it's about them and their agent. Yeah, can you imagine these guys with their agents going like this? Can you imagine Gardner Johnson's agent going, hey, Philly really likes you. Let's give him a $5 million less money. When the kid made $836,000 last year, I'd fire that guy in a second. That's dumb thinking, guys. That's dumb thinking. Nobody's giving you a deal. Your deal was last year. CJ gave you a deal. TJ gave you a deal. Bradbury gave you a deal. Shit, Jalen Hurts gave you a deal. They're not going to do it again when they have leverage. Why would they do that? Stop thinking like a fan and understand that this is about the logo, not about the name on the back of the jersey. Who gives a shit what the name is on the back of the jersey? Who cares? This is about the team's success. This is a, you got to have like almost a college mentality. Every four years, every two years, every one year, the guy and the rosters change. This is about like Bama, Hurricanes. This is like that kind of stuff. Because it's shit about that stuff. The name on the back of the jersey is the lesser than the name on the front of the jersey. Bradbury and Slay. Who gives a shit? They're looking for money. You're looking for wins. Treat them that way. I think we end up drafting Bama running back Gibbs with the 31st. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there here in a second. Guys are looking at this wrong. Look, it's a great organization to work for. They got a great environment. They got a quarterback who looks like he could be the guy. All of that is – but you really have a ton of question marks. If, if you're a free agent on that team right now, you don't know what you're coming back to next year. Like I told you, this is why the 49ers have a better roster than you because they don't have decisions to make. And they got to the NFC tie. You got one more game further than them. And they're not paying a quarterback. And they're not losing anybody. You got to make all the right decisions. Look at the steps you got to make. You got to get right on corner, safety, linebackers, DTs, running back, depth, right guard, center maybe. You don't know if Jurgens is the dude. You're assuming that. You're assuming it. And, and for the record, the 49ers have been in NFC Championship games the last four years with the current situation they're in. Three years ago, the Eagles had four wins. They're not going anywhere. Their history says that. They're not going anywhere. 
All right. I actually got some trades here in this first mock draft that I put together. Okay. This is my first mock draft that I've put together here. Post-Super Bowl. By the way, I have a top 10 quarterback list. Um, let's start from one down. Now that Shane Steichen is the head football coach, In Indianapolis, I believe the Colts trade with the Bears to get to the number one pick, and they take Bryce Young, number one. They need a quarterback. I think Bryce Young is six foot. He's about 220 pounds, a little small. But today's NFL, you don't have to be Hulk Hogan anymore. You know, you can't hit these kids. I think he's a playmaker. I think he's a good ball player. The question will be, will this guy be able to stand up to 17 NFL football games counting the postseason? Okay? To me, this has to be, again, okay? This has to be the guy that, to me, Bryce Young will be the best best guy that they have in that building since Andrew Luck. So I think the Colts trade with the Bears at number one. And I think they take Bryce Young to Bama quarterback. Number two, Texans. I think they take the quarterback from Kentucky. Will Levis. Transferred from Penn State, I believe. Went to Kentucky. Put up some really good wins. Really good numbers. Um, he's got a hell of an arm. Went to the Manning quarterback school. He really is good at picking up blitzes. I watched a little bit of him last night. Um, I kind of like the kid. He played, and by the way, he played in the toughest conference in the country against the top flight DBs in the country. That means something. That's why you never draft a guy like Trey Lance. How do you know Trey Lance? Jordan Love. Those guys play bums. There's no competition. No competition. I'm not saying you can't get guys out of those conferences. But, I mean, how do you know who he's playing against? Number three, I got the cards taken. The defensive tackle, Jalen Carter, Georgia. This kid, in my opinion, is the best defensive player in the draft. And I know there's another guy in this draft who I think is right there with him. But this kid, Jalen Carter from Georgia, he's got a better motor than Jordan Davis. He's more productive than Jordan Davis. He's a better player than Jordan Davis. He was always a better ball player than Jordan Davis. This kid's really a fabulous ball player. Um... His shuttle, his shuttle drill is great. He's strong as hell. 225, I think he did 40 reps. The guy plays lower than Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis plays too high. You know why he, you don't see him? Because he plays too high. He's not under his pads. This guy plays under his pads. He's a better ball player. Number four, trade with the Colts. Uh, the Bears slide down to four and take Will Anderson. They need an edge rusher. 
and they need to start building that defense. You get rid of Roquan Smith. You deal Robert Quinn away. You get a fourth-round pick from the Eagles for that. But they got to start retooling that side of the ball. I think in free agency, don't be shocked if DeAndre Hopkins ends up in Chicago and they get him a wideout. I think they'll probably go into the draft also to get a quarter or to get the quarterback a wide receiver. But in my opinion, um, they got to start building that. They got to stop people. Number five, Seahawks from the Broncos in the Russell Wilson deal. Edge rusher, Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech. This guy is rapidly moving up the board. Had a nice pro day. Um, Prior to the Super Bowl, people had come and watched him run. Kid runs a four six five. He's six foot five. He's two hundred seventy five pounds. He's a pretty good looking ball player. He's going to be an impact ball player, in my opinion, in his rookie year. Lions at six via the Rams. This is part of the Stafford deal. Cornerback Devon Witherspoon, love this kid. Big hitter, has great range, can cover. He. If gets beat, he's got great recovery skills too. Does a super job at that, recovering. If he goes on a false step, he's got great range. He's got long arms. The kid from Illinois is a good ball player. Number seven, Raiders need to do something and do something big. I think they're going to go free agency with quarterback, probably Aaron Rodgers. I think they take Paris Johnson, offensive tackle, Ohio State. Best tackle in the draft. Can't go wrong with an Ohio State offensive lineman or D lineman. Number eight, Falcons. Offensive tackle, Peter Skoronski, Peter Skor- the kid from Northwestern. He's the second best tackle in the, in, the, um, in the draft. Really did a great job for Northwestern, especially playing in the Big Ten. My problem is, you know, when, when he's a smart kid too and he's going to be able to pick up um, – the offense quickly. My only problem with him, I saw him beat on a couple bull rushes. Okay. Number nine, Panthers quarterback, CJ Stroud. I hate this kid. Not the kid personally. Every time I watch him in a big game, he shits the bed and a quarterback in the big 10. Let me see quarterbacks from the big 10. Let me think about it. Who's quarterback right now? Give me some quarterbacks that started in the Big Ten in the NFL. Kirk Cousins? I guess Fields? Kirk Cousins and Fields. Tom Brady's not in the NFL anymore. Kirk Cousins and Fields. Anybody else? Brady's not in the NFL. And that's a 23-year gap. Burrow doesn't get counted as a Big Ten guy. They threw him out of the Big Ten. Russell Wilson, okay. 
He was more of an NC State guy, played one year at Wisconsin. I'll give you that. So Wilson, Cousins, and Fields. Okay. It's not technically Burrow. Technically not Burrow. Technically, he played at LSU, won a Heisman and a national title at LSU. Ohio State kicked him out for Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields. They thought Fields was better than Burrow. I'm talking guys in the NFL today from the Big Ten. Not history, today. Not history, today. Fields, Cousins, sure, Wilson played at Wisconsin one year. Thanks, John. I'm kidding. Big Ten don't produce quarterbacks. <laughs> they don't. So you're going to draft a quarterback from Ohio State again and have that guy shit all over you again. Name me a quarterback that's been a star in the NFL that came from Ohio State. Name me one. One star. One star. And Fields can't throw. So he ain't a star yet. Name me one quarterback from Ohio State. One guy. Name me one guy in the 162 years of the program's existence. And you're going to draft C.J. Stroud. You can't name me a quarterback. Bobby Hoeing? One quarterback from Ohio State that was a star in the NFL. and But C.J. Stroud's going to change the narrative, right? Out of almost 200 years of football, he's the guy. Good luck on that one. Good luck on that one. Ohio State doesn't produce quarterbacks. Never has, never will. That's not what they do there. And when the guy, they had the guy, they missed it with Burrow. Can you imagine that? When they had the guy, they let him go. Because Urban Meyer and Ryan Day weren't good evaluators at the quarterback. Then again, then again, the only guy that Urban Meyer's ever produced that was a decent NFL quarterback was Alex Smith. So, C.J. Stroud, there's bust written all over this guy. Number 10, Eagles via the Saints. Someone brought this up earlier. You should take a bow for this. And I talked to um, Mario Cristobal about him. Christian Gonzalez, cornerback, Oregon. Um. He's a damn good-looking ball player. Physical. He's got a little Darrell Rebus in him. So at 10, I've got via the Saints. Cornerback Christian Gonzalez, Oregon, cornerback. Whoever mentioned that earlier had the head start on Big Sills. He's a good-looking ball player. Number 11, Titans, edge rusher. Lucas Van Ness, Iowa. 
They got Simmons in the middle. They need an edge rusher now. Number 12, Texas. Texans. Via the Browns. Sean Watson deal. Quentin Johnson, TCU wide receiver. Texans are going to get the young quarterback a wide receiver. I like when I like when organizations do this. Okay, they draft a young player, they get him a wide receiver. I like this. Number 13, Jets. Broderick Jones. I think the kid went to Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. Um, offensive tackle, the Jets need some help. And depending on what veteran quarterback they bring in. Number 14, Patriots. Safety, Brian Branch. Um, see, the real says this, Jets need a running back. You want to hear, hear something that Bill Parcells had a rule on? Real? Bill Parcells never drafted a quarterback or a running back in the entire time that he was a head coach. Higher than the fourth round. And he won multiple Super Bowls. We cast off running backs. Okay. Fifteen Packers. Edge rusher. Miles Murphy. Clemson. Got to start getting after people. They need an edge rusher. Number 16, Commanders. Defensive tackle, Brian Brees, Clemson. They're going to lose potentially some people in free agency. Number 17, Steelers, cornerback, Joey Porter, Penn State. Proper fit. Number 18, Lions, cornerback, Anthony Richardson. Gators. I think they draft a quarterback, even though they love golf. I think they draft Anthony Richardson because they see what happened with Jalen Hurts. And Anthony Richardson is kind of like Lamar Jackson and 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 Jalen Hurts. Anthony Richardson. He needs some work though. Especially in his accuracy. He needs some he needs some work. But he's a really great looking athlete. I, I, I do think he needs, and I do, real, I think he needs work. But let me say this to you, real. If you could draft Trey Lance at number two, Richardson's better of a prospect. Okay, Trey Lance was the second player taken, and I actually had to go on YouTube looking for highlights of the guy. Number 19, Buccaneers cornerback. Deontay Banks, Maryland. Number 20, Seahawks, DT. Kalijah, Kensey, University of Pittsburgh. Kick and play. Really runs a good hula hoop. And kids, a little, reminds me a little bit of Cortez Kennedy. Number 21, Chargers, tight end. Michael Mayer, Notre Dame. 
kid's good. Notre Dame puts out tight ends. Pretty much not a lot of anything else. I mean, who's the biggest star from Notre Dame? Can you guys name me a star from Notre Dame that's in the NFL today? Zach Martin. And who else? Anybody offensively? Can you name can you name me another Notre Dame guy? Zach Martin. They don't produce NFL dudes, is my point. Okay. Right? So when you take a guy from Notre Dame. Yeah, the Detroit wide receiver is pretty good. Watch this, though. The Detroit wide receiver is pretty good. But there's not a lot of dudes from Notre Dame. Supposedly, they're five-star guys. Where? <laughs> 22 Ravens running back. Robinson, Texas. University of Texas. I think the Ravens get Lamar Jackson a running back. They need one. Either they're going to go free agency or they're going to go. I would say this. They probably go rookie here with a running back. You know why? Because of the $51.3 million deal that's on the table. So they'll want to go rookie here. And they'll sign Robinson here, in my opinion. Number 23, Vikings, wide receiver. Jordan Addison, USC, former um, Bolitnikoff winner. These Southern Cal wideouts as of late, okay? Who's the best wide receiver come out of Southern Cal as of late? Is Juju Smith-Schuster a Southern Cal guy? Name me another guy. That kid London? Who else? Name me another guy that came out of Southern Cal over the last couple of years. Do you really think wide receivers are going to USC still? I think they're in the I think they're in the Southeastern Conference. Where where does SC put wide receivers in the league again like they used to back in the day? So Juju Smith Schuster? I'm talking guys, stay with me in today's league, not in the history. I'm not talking history, I'm talking today. Woods? These are dudes. Robert Woods, he was a flop in Tennessee. Michael Pittman's pretty good. Michael Pittman's good. The kid from Indianapolis, he's not bad. Okay? I said Southern Cal. <laughs> USC wide receivers are slow. They're slower than what they used to be. Twenty-four Jags tight end. Dalton Kincaid, Utah. I think they're going to lose their tight end. That kid Kirk. I think they're going to lose him. He might be a salary cap issue. Number twenty-five Giants. Boy, do they need wideouts. Jackson Smith, Najiba, Ohio State. 
He's good. I mean, I'll tell you one thing about Ohio State. They may not produce uh, quarterbacks, but they produce running backs, old linemen, defensive ends, cornerbacks, and wide receivers. Them Clemson and Bama. They put wideouts out there, man. I'll tell you that. 26 Cowboys. They're going to go wide out too. Jalen Height, Tennessee. Good-looking player. I thought him and Hooker were pretty good this past season. 27, Bills, offensive guard, Osiris Torrance, Florida Gators. Bengals, edge rusher, Keenan White, Georgia Tech. 29, Saints, via the 49ers, through the Dolphins. Wide receiver, Zay Flowers, Boston College. Thirty Eagles, edge rusher, Nolan Smith, Georgia. What's the one thing you've noticed about Howie Roseman as of late? He loves them SEC guys. Perfect. Stay in that conference. You can't go wrong. They may not be superstar players, but they're players. Good. And they're the top kids in the country. I'm totally good with this. Nolan Smith, edge rusher. Georgia. Kansas City, depth, tight end. Luke Musgrave, Oregon State. There's not a 30-second pick. Why? Because that dumbass owner of the Dolphins got the first-round pick taken away because of the whole BS that he had down there with the Brady stuff. So there's 31 first-rounders, which means this. There's going to be compensation picks. How he's going to get compensation picks now for these free agents? So keep an eye on that. What, what they're, going to, they're going to warrant here, I believe there's going to be a ton of compensation picks. Okay? A ton of them. So keep an eye on that. And I think, again, the one thing that is a little caveat with all the free agents – you do get those compensation picks that the league comes in on there. I, I, by the way, Howie down there at 31 or 30, I could see him trading out of that. I could see him trading out of that for a first rounder next year. Depending on what happens, remember, this all depends on what happens with Jalen. All right, I got to take a timeout. My top 10 NFL list post-Super Bowl. I'm going to do that next. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Football hey, you know why the NBA blows out loud? So tonight, you would think this would be an awesome game for the national audience. Celtics versus the Bucks, And the Milwaukee Bucks are going to play a Celtic team that's sitting all five starters. Why would I watch you? Why would I report on you? You got guys like Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes playing through injury. And wanting to play. These guys don't give a shit about the regular season or you, the paying customer. They don't give a shit about you. They could care less. The regular season to them is a means to an end. Man. I'd hate to be an NBA fan because they don't care about you. At least the NFL kind of gives a shit about you. They put the best product they possibly can. Basil's at slow management. Yeah, tell Jordan that. He played 82 games every year. Jordan had a thing in his contract called love of the game. You know what that meant? You couldn't tell him when to sit, and that's why he never sat. Jordan played every night, back-to-backs, whatever. These guys today, and, and by the way, I want to sound like old man on my lawn because you know what? Today's NFL guy has the same mentality as the guy who played 20 years ago. They're going to play on Sundays. That hasn't changed. So maybe the NFL has the old man get off my law mentality. I'll take it. NBA doesn't give a shit. It's not that they're soft. They don't care. NFL top quarterbacks. Post 
Super Bowl. The big sales list. Number 10, Matthew Stafford. Rams, Super Bowl champion. Number nine, probably played, played some of the best football of any quarterback. Last 11 games of the year, even got a playoff win. Trevor Lawrence, Jaguars. Number eight, to my chagrin, because I can't think of any other guys, Dak Prescott, Cowboys. Number seven, Lamar Jackson, Ravens. I'm going to keep them there for now. And by the way, I kept Deshaun Watson off this list. I think he's a spectacular talent, but he's got to put it back together. Number six, Jalen Hurts, Eagles. Do you know where I had Jalen Hurts at the end of last year? Like 18th. He's now number six. Shit, by the end of this year, next year, maybe in the top three. Number five, Aaron Rodgers. Packers. Number four, Justin Herbert, Chargers. Number three, Josh Allen, Bills. Number two, Joe Burrow, Bengals. And number one, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. My top 10 quarterbacks post-Super Bowl, Stafford, Rams 10, Trevor Lawrence 9, Jags, Dak, Cowboys 8, Lamar Jackson 7, Ravens, Hurts 6, Eagles, 5, Rodgers, Packers, 4, Herbert, Chargers, number 3, Allen, Bills, number 2, Burrow, Bengals, Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Thank you, Tone. By the way, we're going to find out if Jalen's really who he is without that stacked team. Okay? Same thing could be said about Burrow. Jalen's not better than Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) He's, He's not. He's not. Okay? He's not. And those other guys have better arm talent. So, he is ranked ahead of Lamar Jackson, though. Okay? He is ranked ahead of Lamar. That's the first time I've done that since we've talked about the two. Of all the dual threat guys, besides Allen, Hurts is catching Allen. By the way, Hertz is continuing to go like this. He is. He has made massive improvements, to say the least. Xander, thank you. Tone, you're awesome as always. I appreciate all of you guys. Please hit the like button till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. We'll see you on the flip side. 
when it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates.